When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Eyes to the Left. Hello and welcome to Eyes to the Left, the Mirror's political podcast. My name is Jason Beatty. I'm joined here today by Kevin Maguire, the Mirror's uh, columnist and executive editor of Politics, and a special guest, Jeff Norcott, who is a comedian. Yeah. And the reason Jeff's here today is because he's also a conservative. Yes. And, we, and we're intrigued yeah. because there's lots of Tories who are comedians, but not many comedians who are Tories. Yeah, I've got to be honest, as I come into your lovely offices here, which are quite salubrious, by the way, just point that out. You know. Nothing's too good for the workers. <laughs> as I come in, I suddenly thought, I was, I was saying, um, one of my mates said to me, he said, you, the mirror. He said, are you sure about this? But I thought, everyone seems nice, do you know what I mean? But um, Yeah, yeah, it's quite, it's quite rare. Um, I'm not the only one, um, but it's quite, quite rare to be a Conservative vote in a stand-up. Um, there are some that, that vote that way, but don't necessarily talk about it uh, in their act. Because I guess if, you're like, if your thing is one-liners, it's very hard to get politics into a one-liner thing. Because yeah. so. I watched you mm. on Live at Apollo, mm-hmm. and you walked on stage in front of thousands of people. Yes. And you came on after Angela Barnes, mm. who's a Corbynista. She is, yeah. And then you walked on stage and go, I'm a Conservative, yeah. I voted for Brexit. And I was expecting them to boo, but they didn't. Well, I suppose the thing is, it's a numbers game, isn't it, really? Is that when you're talking about 43% of the population voted Tory at the last election, uh, you know, with Brexit, 52%, in, in any given room, there's going to be quite a lot of people that, that feel that way. And I guess in, in our world, it seems like this really out there idea. But for the general public, they've got lots of relatives and tourists. They've got lots. Of, they know lots of people that voted Leave. Um, so mostly, it, it doesn't. You know, it's not shocking. Uh, there are some places, perhaps, that are a little bit more at the militant end of things. I did a tour show in Bristol uh, recently, which obviously very left wing, very Remain. And I walked out. Everyone had you know purple hair and they're eating their mung beans. And I thought, oh, Jesus, this could be it. this could be a long hour. And uh, but they were good. They were they were opposed to my ideas but open to laughing, which has got to be the best audience for me. When you say you're a conservative comedian, do you always mm. get a laugh? Do people think you're a, I don't know, an Al Murray pub landlord yeah, tribute act not real? I get that a lot, that, that people think it's um, a caricature, but that in a way just says to me, there's two reasons often why they do that. One is they sort of think, well, I don't despise him, he must be making it up, because that's a sort of like, <laughs> they're certain that their, their, their radar for arseholes is that finely tuned, that nothing could ever slip through. And, and then the other one is that people think that I've just made it up just to kind of capitalise on, on, on a niche. So, um, yeah, I mean, like any comedian, there's elements of yourself that you amplify. I mean, the interesting thing about left-wing comics is there's a lot of things that they'd say that would be incredibly hyperbolic. Uh, you know, you have to exaggerate to, to, to get your point over. But if you're already left-wing, it wouldn't seem like hyperbole to you. You just think, this guy knows what he's talking about, eh? Yeah, Theresa May is a Nazi. Oh, well, she's not a Nazi, but for the sake of that joke, that's what it took to get it over the line. But you look at, what, uh, Kenny Everett, let's bomb Russia. 
Yeah. Jimmy Tarbuck, President's Club, you know, young women yeah, being yeah. molested. What's what's wrong with that? Or yeah. Jim Davidson, mm. uh, quite an issue with modern Britain and how it looks. Yeah. Are you in that tradition? No, no, not at all. Uh, I describe myself as the centre right, which I suppose uh, in you know modern politics puts you pretty much bang smack in the middle, really, of the spectrum. So I think you know those guys that you've mentioned. Interestingly, uh, they didn't talk about their politics, did they? They had a, a tone to their comedy, or they had. A but they had attitudes that uh, they did, yeah, but they never they, they never made they never made it. They never tried to. To get comedy from it, you know. Somebody said to me the other day. They said, "Oh, they were they didn't like me, but they were saying, oh, I didn't mind.' You know, Eric Morecambe was a Tory, uh, Les Dawson was a Tory. It, it, it's weird that he's naming dead Tories. Effectively, <laughs> I really like dead Tories. He was saying, uh, and and then, but I thought what was interesting was that, that he sort of didn't mind people being Tory, but he didn't really want to hear them speak about it. And I guess the other thing is that that on the left, it's been you know, comedy has been the left's um, domain. So it's sort of, but that's our thing, right? You know. Um, so it's challenging. It's you know we all have these sort of prejudices and we want to hold on to them. You don't want to be, you know, challenged. I, I personally don't want to be uh, a left winger with sound economic judgment, but they do exist. And how are you accepted on the circuit? Do you get any furious rows with your? No, unfortunately not. I, they're, they're, annoyingly, they're really open minded. See, oh, you know, no. for, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the sake of the narrative and your copy, it would really be helpful to me if they sort of made me dine alone. Um, but but the thing about comedians is that they're more interested in in uh, ideas than, than ideology, or, or they they they'd always prioritise. You'd hope they would always prioritise a good joke, you know. Yeah. And so actually, some of the most left wing comedians have been um, really helpful to me. You mentioned someone like Angela Barnes. I get on famously. But that she's them. got the most Tory name possible, and you've got her a Labour name, and yet she's it, it's Jeff Norcott a Labour name. I don't know. Oh yeah, Norcott. come on. I yeah. suppose. Well, my dad was a trade union man. I suppose Jeff Norcott. I remember hearing the other trade union guys say it. They, there was like a Jeff Norcott. It did sound. Uh, I guess so, yeah. You're saying Jeff Norcott, uh, yeah. lorry driver. You'd have yeah. to be Jeffrey Norcott. Yes. There yeah. ain't a boss. <laughs> or Jeffrey Boycott, I suppose, but, but you get he's probably a Tory, isn't he? Oh, he's you build a big yeah, one, yeah, yeah boy. Yeah. So, so you say your dad was a trade union, so mm. you brought up in a Labour household, right? No, uh, well, not exclusively. My, my, my household was very political. My mum was uh, uh, ran to be a Lib Dem councillor. My dad uh, was obviously a, a Labour man. And, I, you know, I wasn't... I think looking back that I was always a bit Tory, if you know what I mean. Like I was quite a judgy little bastard, you know. Even at um, the age of nine, I was uh, I was conscious, look, you know, of. of uh, I suppose I lived on a council so far, and, and and almost none of the kids went to school, and I was. Uh, and you went? Yeah, we, we went. We were the idiots that we were trying. And I suppose it was quite aspirational, even at, even at that age. So so I, I was brought up in a household where where mum and dad were arguing about politics. I was arguing about politics. So it's always seemed natural to me that you could. Uh, that you could have diametrically opposed views but still get on but of course the, the current landscape is, is the opposite it's incredibly tribal and, and, and there are a lot of people that simply don't want to be c- confronted with views that they don't agree with so when did it first you first realise that you were kind of going for a different path from your parents when did that, was that well what it was like like everybody you know when I got to my late teens I, I just voted Labour and to be fair you know the, the, the Blair administration was a good centre right proposition to the electorate so I went with that and then sort of in the mid noughties I was there was things that I was sort of starting to take uh, issue with and, and certain things that Labour would seem to be turning a blind eye to and and I was just drifting right, I guess. And then the first time I voted Conservative was in two thousand and ten. So you vote for David Cameron? Yes. So oh, he's quite a joker. 
Cameron, uh, I think he was good at the dispatch box. I mean, he certainly uh, scared the life out. I think um, I certainly know that. I think they, um, I think that Corbyn would rather have Theresa May opposite him. Yeah, but left wing comics can uh, mm. attack authority. They can mm. make fun of the establishment, mock the royal mm. family. Tories in power, mm. so that's always great fun. What do you What do you mock? I mean, I can't I can't imagine. You punch down, you punch up. Yeah, people get obsessed with punching down or or up. I'd like to think I punch sideways. Well, you know, I'm the target of my own mockery sometimes because I can see that there are paradoxes in in how I feel. I mean, you mentioned establishments. There's the cultural establishment. You know, there's the not lovies. Yeah, yeah, not just lovies, but you know, like this this huge cultural world. You know, the 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 BBC and and you know, politicised social media that I sometimes think hold working class communities in contempt mm-hmm. and, you know, want, want their votes but don't really want to represent the way that they see the world. I mean, one of the things I've got a big bugbear at the moment is about a show like Mrs Brown's Boys. I think it's a neat metaphor for one of the problems is that it's loved by a lot of people, watched by a lot of people, but held, held in contempt by a lot of people in the comedy community and the artistic community as a whole. But, you know, if I was them, I'd be looking at, thinking, well, why is it that people like that? Of course it paints with broad brush strokes, but, um, you know, but I guess... Mrs. Brown's boys gets millions of viewers. Brexit got a lot of votes. There's something that they're missing. I was always worried when David uh, Cameron said he and Samantha used to lie in bed watching Shameless and worried that he saw it as a drama documentary. And, uh, <laughs> it was kind of real. But you, you can't make or do you mm. make fun of, of working people? Or do you feel <laughs> you've come from there? Does, yep. that, does that mean it's legitimate for you to? Or do you think, no, no, I don't want to do that because then I'll, I'll play into the stereotype of a Tory... Looking, looking I, I, no, I, want to, I want to do funny jokes, and if did me being the stereotype of a Tory, if I can think of a really good joke on it, I'll go there. Like um, in the last Edinburgh show I did, it would be very hard last summer to do an hour about politics and not look at the mess that the Tories have made of the election campaign. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, giving the DUP a billion quid, I sort of thought it was slightly strange because they were going to support them anyway it's like paying your mum a billion quid to put your drawing on the fridge it was, it was ridiculous you know <laughs> Theresa May so, 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 so you know I'm a satirist and, and that will always that doesn't preclude punching on the right you know um, said plenty about Boris Johnson plenty about the likes of Jacob Rees-Mogg that, that I'm not fond of um, but Sorry, I forgot what the, uh, the the question. I was just thinking of Jacob Brees mod there, and uh, it's it's all. Can you mock working people? Would you mock? You know, you, you well, just for being working. Yeah, people. well, you know, you, you might get. Or would you be worried? You, you just sound snobby because you know, I mean, working mm. people in some context, it's you know, it's fair game. I think to if you make might, anyone, I, but if you're a Tory, will it come across? Yeah, well, you're worried it'll people come across sneery and down your nose. People might perceive it like that, but I think if you can. If you can observe something about a group of people and it rings true, then there's a good chance that it will be funny. But yeah, punching down, I will always run a filter in my mind: is is this just being mean to get a laugh? I'm not a shocking comic. That's the other thing to say: is I'm not. A, I wouldn't say I'm a controversial comic even. My politics is the controversial thing. But the truth is, when I get on stage, what I want to do is I want to. I, I started playing the clubs. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've played everything from art centres to butlins, and and I want to bring as many people with the funny. Um, as possible, not to the exclusion of anybody. But it's interesting you say that because one of the, the most common criticisms I got reviewed in the Guardian, right? Which was always like, I mean, you think you think it's maybe nervous coming in. You more of a Telegraph <laughs> reader, are you? Daily yeah. Mail? Uh, no, no. Um, well, I think you know what I read is is, but I read all I read all mm. newspapers. I think if you're a topical comic, you've got to know what people are thinking. But um, the Guardian, they uh, 
in the comment section, like a lot of people hadn't seen the act, so the, the presumption was that, well, oh, what do you do? Do you just do you just punch down on the disabled, yeah. punch down on the poor? So it's just really, like. It's amazing that they think that I could make that funny. I'd have to be the best comedian in the world to walk out and just be mean about people in minorities or vulnerable. And listen, if I could think of a joke that did that. You started as a teacher, is that right? Yeah. So how long did you do that for? I did that for about three or four years. And that was, what did you teach and where? Uh, I, taught, um, I, taught at, I taught in Brixton for a while and then in Watford and then uh, in Bedfordshire. And was your second? Yes, which, yeah. su- which subjects? Uh, English. You taught Okay. And yeah. when did you suddenly decide that... You well, I was already doing some stand-up oh. when I started it, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it, teaching was one of the places where I think I started to sort of lean to the right, because it was, it's obviously a very lefty profession, and it's very right on. And, and my main goal was helping the kids, but I just found that a lot of the... A lot of the sort of, let's say, fair attitudes, or certainly the teaching strategies, the trendy teaching methods... I thought, is this the best? God, you really are a Tory, aren't for the kids. <laughs> what is it, is by that, by that, do you mean that I want to give kids the best education that I can? I think the, other, also, I think the other teachers do as well. Yeah, but there um, needs to be some yeah. of me, right? So, it, 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 what do you want? Do you want a hundred percent of people wearing berets and you know coming in and saying, "Oh, let let, let your, you know paint a paint a colour to tell me how you feel," or, or do you want somebody? Like just one out of ten teachers to just stand there and go, no, no, you can't listen to music because it helps you concentrate, all right? And yeah, you, you will, you will, um, you know, you will be respectful and, and not swear. And I, I just, I, I saw it in so many classrooms that people just gloss over bad behaviour. But I was a, uh, but I'm not like um, as a person, I'm not like like bar- I'm not barbed in that way. But if something happened to me, like you put me in front of kids, and I was like, right, we need some, we need some, um, you know, I think the best thing for them is to have some parameters here. Is it harder to stand up in front of a class with a, a load of kids than it is a, a gig and a, well, it's a, longer, a rowdy well, club? It's a similar thing. It's, it's, it's a room of strangers and you have to very quickly give them the idea that they, they should listen to what you're saying. And then if you win their trust, it can be the best thing in the world. You know, I, I like teaching. I like young people. I mean, to be honest, it's probably not popular. My biggest problem with teaching was teachers. Um, I just, there was, and I don't know... I mean, you probably won't include this bit, but I know that... No, no, it's all in. It's it's all cut. No, 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 I think you're free. Um, I'm not going to use a cliche like they do a great job. They should probably be paid more, you know. But the job itself, the amount of moaning about the job itself, I couldn't bear it. In the end, um, from the English office, I had to to actually build myself an office in a cupboard somewhere else, just so I could get on with the work. (laughs) And not just have to hear the constant whining. I love the idea of building your own. No, you did. do a woodwork course. I, I, I did. I just. I, it was just this it, because I, I just thought like we're sitting here talking about the amount of reports and we've got to write and the marking we've got to do. If we just did it now instead of talking about it, you know, we'd probably be a bit happier. So then you like. So you were gigging in the evening when you should have been marking homework. Was that it? So you're going out and. <laughs> What is this, gentleman? <laughs> yeah. that, I'm trying to get work out how you went from yeah. teaching to being. It's not an HMRC uh, interview, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're claiming benefits. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because there is. I don't know if you've heard of it. There's a thing called a weekend. Got you. You see, and you can gig then, and you can, and also, you know, I just thought with teaching, you arrive at uh, sort of eight o'clock, stay till five, and you know, just accept that you're, you know, that you're not going to go home at half three. That seems to take people by surprise that, that you might sort of you know just get your prep done and then gig at weekends and when did you realise you were, could, make a, could make a career out of this that you were, um, I was going to say when did you realise you were funny but you know what I mean when did you realise that you could actually 
Yeah, well, there was a. Um, uh, I got signed in about 2005. Um, and, I, and I was um, I got offered actually again I don't know if this plays the Tory narrative um, because it showed dangerous signs of compassion but I um, I got offered uh, I got offered a TV show in, in mid 2004 but um, I had a class and I had responsibilities and I thought no I'm, just, I'm not this isn't the right time I'll wait perhaps to the Christmas term and stuff and then so eventually I told my tutor group um, what had happened I said and they were like oh it's fine yeah they thought it was exciting right and then I said yeah because I was offered um a TV show in in the summer, but I thought it wasn't the right time. And they're like, "You fucking idiot! You should have taken it." You know, we like you, but there's plenty of other teachers out there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the message: is that you know, no, I won't say that. <laughs> I mean, you must have got a lot of material from yeah. from school and what goes on here in the classroom. Kids yeah, and yeah. Well, I mean, one of one of the the, the things that I suppose I, that I was particularly conscious of that time is is of um, passive. Parenting and, and the, the sort of damaging effects. Because I always thought, like, if you if you had if you came up if you know if you were poor and you had a broken home, there'd be a lot of reasons why your behaviour was bad. But in in, in the mid noughties what seemed to be happening was that people that you know were coming from decent homes were, were being obnoxious kids. You know, and 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 I found that parents even. I was trying to say, like, when I was at school, you know, my mum would be sitting there just automatically on side with any teacher, you know, nodding along. And they, they would always, do you remember that? They would always seem like the best of mates going years back. And then suddenly I found these, these parents that with their, their default setting was that my kids done nothing wrong. Uh, and, and, and it was a real, it was a real barrier, you know. Um, and, you know, I, there was one school where I had to do, um, I had to do counselling for, for the children, you know, like one-on-one counselling. Uh, I understand mentoring, you know, this is a different thing. And I was thinking, these kids have got better lives than me, you know. <laughs> Why am I sitting here? You know, time when I could have been doing prep, and 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 one of the, I remember one of the kids, and I think I think I mentioned this in the line with the Apollo set. He said, uh, or the extended one anyway. He said, he said I've got to share a room with my brother, and this is what he wanted to take. And I was thinking, is this? God, I could have up in a council state with people like seven to a room. Yeah, we were three. Yeah, God, yeah, and I, 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 out. Yeah. and and I, 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 just, I, I was yeah, I was uh, so that only spurred me on to think like uh, the occasional bit of tough talk wasn't a bad thing. So yeah, I think that in a way, like the, the, it sort of proves a maximum. So if you're going to be shocking, that the joke had better be worth being shocking for. Yeah, yeah. You almost like you, you raise the stakes um, of, of the funny. You know, Stuart Lee. If it, you know, he's he's the antithesis probably of me, and he'd probably not be a fan of what I do at all. But there's sometimes when I watch him, I think he's he's absolutely sublime. Do you worry when Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg are so absurd yeah. they could actually do out the it's, job? It's funny, yeah, I mean, there is that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, it's interesting thinking about what kind of conservative you are, right? Everybody's got their position on the political dial. And I was thinking, what would be, like, a red line issue for me? You know, like, what's that? Because there's some things, you know, the, the reaction to Grenfell, I was wavering, you know, um, the election campaign as a whole, you think, is this my lot, you know? And I was thinking, yeah, if either of those two became leader, I think I'm out because there's 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 a, a car. and I wouldn't vote I wouldn't vote for Lib Dems or anything. I'd just have to abstain until until you know like the Ruth Davidsons or the James Cleverleys of this world, where I think there is this progressive dynamic talent in the party, but they they won't get a voice just yet because you've got you know you've got jokers like um, Boris, uh, and I think there's I think politicians like him and Rhys Mogg to an extent. There's a vanity about the way they go about it, and I don't think that's the best thing for public office. Um, you know, and similarly, you know, on the other side, 
you know, there were politicians that I, that I admire. I mean, particularly in the Labour Party. What I find odd about the Labour Party at the moment is, is the, the, the power for us so left, you know, like the proposition they're making, the electorate, is like there's no nuance in it at all. You know, Corbyn, McDonnell, Thornbury, Abbott. And you think, well, a Chukaruna, a Hillary Benn in there might, might be nice. And I think that, in a way, I've sort of, I've, I've, I've sort of softened on Corbyn a little bit, a little bit. But McDonnell, I just think he's there's there's a there's a vengeful nature about the man, and I think that I think that you know that's your potential chancellor scares the shit out of a lot of people, you know, because there's Have one you met Philip Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I think the problem there's a reason why the Tories are, won't you know struggling to poll much below forty percent. They should be in, in absolutely on the floor by by rights, and Labour should be streaking ahead. You have got to ask yourself why that is. And I think it's because Labour don't currently have a message for the aspirational working classes. You know, the, the message seems to be all about how can we take more of the wealth that's over here when there's a lot of people, me included, that grew up in a way was like, I want to create wealth of my own. How can I? How can I do that? I don't want other people, more of other people's money. I want. I want more of my own, and that—that that is the danger. I think, particularly outside London, you know, when I tour all around the country, is that—is that there's still a sort of, even though it's no longer the sort of slick Blairite message. Now there's this sort of North London issues-based brand, where you go a bit further north, and it, it just doesn't relate to people. It seems like a seems like a pressure group sometimes. Now you're about to start a tour. In oh, see, I was slagging off Labour. Look, he's moved it on. You know. No, no, it's fine. No, I'm joking, mate. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. So, February 8th, yeah. first gig is where? It's uh, it's the in Wimbledon, uh, which is where one of the places I grew up. That's what I was thinking, because then you're doing places like South End. Yes. They're quite different audiences, aren't they? So, yeah, how much do you yeah, I, change I, the act? But I don't change that. I, I think that I think more is made of that than is, is true. I think that... Um, Trying to, yeah, some places have a real strong identity, like Bristol, as I said, you know, Newcastle, Liverpool, you know, they're almost nations, aren't they? Like, there's almost a yeah, sense. City states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Global pride. Yeah, yeah. Like, you go in there, Newcastle and Liverpool, particularly, I always feel like, you know, I, I feel like I'm crossing a threshold into, into um, a different world. Um, but I am doing, you know, uh, dates up north and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I don't want it to be sort of south centric, really. You know? Getting out there to Hull. For the comedy value, is it better mm. if you go into Labour Hartlands, uh, uh, where you're, you're up against it? You're an emissary from the Tory party, yeah, rather yeah. than going into I don't know, rural areas which might vote for Conservative and the local hunt. Uh, yeah, there, there's a dynamic to that. I mean, a lot of comedy comes from misdirection, right? And if the thing that you're expecting is comedians all left-wing politically, then you get this Tory in. So yeah, you can mine it. And sometimes people say, oh, is it harder to do comedy from that angle? But also, there's a lot of virgin territory out there. You know, there's a lot of things that people you know aren't talking about. I mean, particularly in the thing of Brexit. The, yeah. The, the character of militant remainers is just funny, you know. The people, <laughs> the people that wake up every day just tweet AC Grayling, the likes of that, just keep going, you know. The people that circulate polls and say, oh, should we remain in Europe? And then they circulate it within their own echo chamber and they go, look, 98% of people that I already agree with want to stay in Europe. I think so, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in London, you know, but it, it, there, there's a lot in the way that. that Remainers are there's a there, I mean like you know the thing about and, and the lack of understanding they've got about national identity like the thing about the blue passport I thought well 
That's not... Or black. Yes. Well, I mean, personally, I thought, I voted Brexit, but I thought, why not have a different colour? It's a brave new future. Why go backwards, right? But then you read all this sort of like sanctimony and piss-taking, and there's a part of you that thinks, oh, you know what, maybe you should. Maybe you should make it blue. Maybe when you open it, it should play, you know, the theme from Open All Hours or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, because you just kick, you kick back against the slightly smug... Snotty and the way people look down, and I don't think that anybody voted leave just for the blue passport. But I think it's almost like there's a lot being they they make the divorce divorce analogy a lot. I mean, yeah, no, when a woman sometimes gets divorced, she wants maybe she'll go and have a new style. You know, it, that's not why she got divorced, but it's as good a time as any. Is nostalgia good for you then? Sort of harking back to you yeah. know, how things were. You know, people always. You know, people always like the past, they don't yeah. really want to live in it again, but mm. uh, you, know, you, yeah, look, well, you, you look called, back fondly. The tour's called traditionalism, and, and, and a lot of that is that... that con- I mean, a lot of the comedy is about a conflict within, within me, you know. I'm, and, and, and at the moment, it, some of that is that, you know, I live in a progressive, liberal world, but there is a part of me that is, is a product of my time and my age. You know, I do think that, that millennials are kind of slightly risk-averse, but then, then I also think that perhaps... My parents' generation didn't give enough of a shit. <laughs> when you look at, you sort of say, "Oh, you know, they're not exposed to any risk," and you think, Man, equally, I remember sitting in the back of a van, <laughs> you know, doing corners at seventy miles an hour. Um, so there's probably, you know, the amount of smoking that my parents' generation did, and they, they'd always use that argument about oh, we didn't know back then. You think, well, you're saying back then it was 1993. Yeah. It's not. This wasn't Passchendaele. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a kind of you know, if you're on that guilt trip in a way, a conflict in yourself. Mm. Do you think you'll be there until? If ever Labour's in power, and then he can open up fully. I don't see a lot of people this to me. I, I don't know because I, I think what would happen. I don't know if Labour getting in power would be good comedically because I think, like you already said, some of it is interesting because there's something perverse about somebody defending the establishment. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. I can see that it's ridiculous. It's still what I'm compelled to do. Um, so I think what would happen is if Labour got in under Corbyn, there'd be quite a few left wing comics that would also join the bashing as well because you know we all know he loves a bit of Brexit and and, and this is one thing I'll I'll express some sympathy with Corbett I do not understand these Labour voters right when they went they went to the country and they said you know freedom movement will end they were pretty clear about it and then they all said we're going to vote for Jeremy and he'll change his mind and then he didn't change his mind the bloke who hasn't changed his mind about anything ever they go we've been betrayed by Jeremy and like no you haven't he was if anything it was the one thing that he was pretty sort of like transparent on apart from you know the campaign itself but ever since then it's been pretty clear where he's coming from so have they tapped you up yet the Conservatives saying you know would you like to be a politician instead of a comedian did you um, fundraisers no 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 so this is you like rubber chicken so this is a thing is I think that you know it's all well and good to support things I don't don't think you want to get too close to the heart of the beast sort of thing so yeah look I'm sure that they would would like that, but then I, I've been rude about a lot of them as well. If I went to do one of those things, I've said things about Michael Cove, you know, that he won't have liked. I've said things about Theresa May. Um, so you're definitely a Tory, but always at each other's necks nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there's nothing they like because that's what you guys know. Is if you can just turn them on each other, it will be well, are, an yeah. absolute an absolute bloodbath. But um, but no, I, I wouldn't do things like um, um, fundraisers and stuff like that. Oh, you've got to have a bit of distance. If you call yourself a satirist, you know, I know that there are comics that do like labour fundraisers, but that I don't think that would ever raise as much of an eyebrow as if I was kind of like, you know, sitting there just doing a fist bump with David Davis. I don't think anybody wants to see that. Have you met many of them or not? I've met a few. And you know what? um, The ones I have met uh, so far have been... I think politicians overall 
decent people. I think that, that most of them are as people. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that they're, they're energised as well, aren't they? And, and I've, I've enjoyed most of them. You get on well. I did have a bit. A lot of Tories. I'd say some are very friendly. For they're quite funny as well yeah. because the thing is, when you're the bad guy. You have to develop a sense of irony about who yeah. you are. I suppose the one danger of Labour politicians is is when you're the the Messiah, the, you know, you might be your own press and, and have a bit of a blind spot to to your own um, to your own. Uh, yep, yeah, sort of grey areas. My my problem with Tories is just mm. what they do and do mm. to other people. Do you sometimes find it hard when you look at something like benefit cuts and the disabled or mm. the working poor are going to get poorer because they're cutting their benefits, people mm. in work, and you know, most people who are poor are working because mm. of low wages. Do you, do you find that tricky? I think there, are, there are some things like, um, I think the benefit cap, there was a lot of support for it at the time. I think that the threshold was set too low. I think the principle was... You know, this is something with Tories is sometimes it is a sledgehammer to crack a nut. And the nut is not a bad idea, but then they bring out the sledgehammer. Um, so the threshold was, was, was too low. Again, you know, the, um, the bedroom tax. I grew up on a council estate. I still have people in my family that are sitting in houses that are way too big for them. But it was rushed out. They almost got the horn for it. And like, yes, yes, this will play out well. And in polling groups. And they're sometimes a little bit over keen. So I suppose what I'd say is that I'm a conservative, but I'm not a Tory, if you know what I mean. I think there's a difference. I think Tory is a lifestyle choice. Um, whereas I'd like, I probably, you know, I'm 41 now. I'm not going to go any further, right? I, I, I wouldn't ever vote for the likes of UKIP. Um, you know, I, it's hard to conceive myself ever voting Labour again just because the amount of shit I've got off Labour voters calling me a selfish, <laughs> evil <laughs> bastard. So, so that was just us. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, sorry about all that here, man. <laughs> you know, it radicalises you in the end. Um, 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 but it's you know, they, they, they've got to buy every election for somebody like me. They've got to earn um, my vote, and that proposition. You know, it has to be you know a, a, a workable one. I mean, you talk about like an out-and-out out Tory. I don't think that they want the likes of me at their party. Do you know what I mean? I and I wouldn't want to be there either. Um, but I'm just thinking. It's that. It's that. Is a vote is not a blanket endorsement of everything, is it? You're not saying yes to every single policy. For me, maybe on the left, people are a bit more sort of morally motivated or, or, or have a sense of, of mission. But I'm just, it's a broad approximation. I'm thinking, right, on balance. It's like the joke that I made in, in the thing is um, democracy being about the least shit of two options. You're going to get waterboarded, but you get a choice between sparkling or still. Yeah. And I perhaps have a slightly more grim view of democracy than, than, than a crusading lefty, I guess. Are you really a liberal democrat? I was once upon a time. Whoa! I was once That's uh, funny. 2005, but there's a lot of reasons why I don't think I could ever, you know, the stunning contempt that they've shown for the, the Brexit vote. I mean, what they, what the point that they missed at the election? They're scratching their heads, going, "Well, this should be a layup, right? We're the Remain party. There's loads of people who want to remain." But also, thirty percent of Lib Dem voters voted Leave. It's one of the most overlooked stats of the whole campaign, and but they just completely. So five people. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. I might nick that actually for the tour. Um, They'll get credit. No. Then you'll say <laughs> yeah, you can have ten percent of uh, fuck all. Um, <laughs> um, but it was it was incredible because obviously you know there's liberal, but there's also Democrat, and I know plenty of well, I say plenty. Um, I know a Lib Dem voter. Uh, the, the the democratic deficit of the EU was was always an issue. So I think that it's a strange political period, isn't it? Everyone's sort of set into this weird holding pattern. Um, 
And, and yeah, and I think a lot of people have this, this tribal sense of, like, well, I'll never vote for that lot. And there's, there's a lot of people stuck, you know, and there's a lot of people that were just simply... But that's kind of what you do, isn't it? Mm. Like you, you've kind of made kind of conservatives and almost respectable, haven't you? Because people are going, oh, I don't hate the Tories, but he's not that bad. I don't want to make the Conservative Party respectful. I suppose if there's any underlying mission is that... I just think of people in their lives and on Facebook and with their family members, if they... If they think that they hate a relative or someone just because they vote Tories, just to, that it might not be the like the most mendacious reasons. It might be something like me where I'm looking at broadly and going, right, on balance for the next five years, this is the least shit option, and, and, and I'm going with that. And it's the same for Leave voters as well. I mean, like, you know, the demonisation of the working class Leave vote was was something that, that that burned me a lot. And obviously, in 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 the world I worked at, you know, my Facebook feed was filled with. A representation of who I was for voting Leave that bore no resemblance whatsoever, you know, you know that I was some, yeah. some sort of frothing at the mouth that the country's full. I've just, I think the truth is, I've got quite an optimistic view of, of the British people, and and I don't, you know, but you feel victimised, a bit hounded. Um, I wouldn't say that I feel victimised, but I just think that I think it's handy to to have another voice out there. And it doesn't have to be the majority, and the left can still have the vast majority of all comedy, but just maybe if there's one or two people that just, you know, just coming at it from the other angle and proving that you can be from right of centre and, and get lost from fair places, and that it's not like the old days that, that you mentioned where, where it has to be, you know, brutal and at the expense of the vulnerable. And in terms of career, What's the ultimate goal? Because you're doing a bit of telly now. You're doing the Mash Report. You're doing Live at Apollo. I just want to earn enough money so I can go back to teaching. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a part of me that I know it's going to sound bizarre, but um, you know, I, I it's probably placing you're thinking about the working poor, but this did this did happen under Labour. Um, was that both me and my wife were working? I was a teacher, and we were still losing money every month. So yeah, comedy was like right. I'm, I'm going to work harder, and I'm going to get out there and stuff. There is a part of me that thinks like. That there might be a point in this game where if I've done all right, that it would almost be a, it's gonna sound fucking weird, but it would be a luxury to be able to go back to teaching and just be a classroom teacher and not have to become some fucking middle manager or something, you know. Because I, 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 I say again, I, I really uh, enjoyed it as a job in terms of comedy. I suppose I don't know, and this is gonna sound weird to you, but I've got no massive this sitting here being interviewed by the mirror with a camera there. I've got no massive this desire to get my mug on telly like I was a club comic for 15 years before this started happening you know um, used to not being known and stuff like that and, and find it weird when people um, do know me you know I'm sort of found an angle of comedy that, that I've pursued and that's got me things but but I've got no innate desire to be I know they probably all say this right you know being a um, you know a conservative voting comic I think that you know the, the current tour is selling pretty well but you know they're, they're, they're medium sized venues and stuff I it still blows me away, like you know, that there's a place where, where 150 tickets have, all, have, have already gone. I think that, and also the style of comedy that I do, I don't know if you get beyond sort of 400 people. What? Um, but more telly, you, you know, if somebody offered you like Michael McIntyre Saturday night, you'd take that tomorrow, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, as long as I was able to do the thing that I do, you know, yeah. the, the comedy that I think is good. But I've, the thing is, the political thing is one thing. Also, I'll always talk about family life, you know. Yeah. I'll always talk about um, uh, relationships and stuff. So always, there'll always be a palette of comedy. I think that, you know, especially if you're up there for an hour and a half, just going bang, bang, bang about politics, no one wants to see that, I think. And, and certainly, you know, comedically, I, I think that, you know, we've all got like our comedic wheelhouses and, and um, 
yeah yeah I, I sorry I sort of lost the point a little bit there bored the shit out of myself that's not a great way to sell it to <laughs> me, is it yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> thanks so much for speaking to us Jeff. yeah I think we'll end with a bit where you say you bored the shit out of yourself oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to stitch me up are you gentlemen no no no, no. no just because we're on the, not all lefties stitch everyone up yeah <laughs> this is all righties want to yeah. kick crutches away no, I, enjoyed the, the people. I really yeah. enjoyed the the chat I mean you know there is there is, you know, on, on that, that policy about, you know, the, the number... My mum was... Uh, both my parents were disabled. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, one of the things I thought when she was disabled was that the incentive to get back into work didn't exist. And she had a, she had a bright mind. She was a sharp woman, you know. And um, so whether, whether, you know, those, those PIP things are... Are correctly done, but the idea, I think that people are left to go to seed. Yeah, the, there's no the incentive isn't there because wages are so low, and mm. no one wants to employ you. But I'm talking, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about 1998 through to mid noughties So when a policy like that comes around, when you've seen someone like that, when my mum showed me the numbers, you know, and and, and the remuneration mm-hmm. was um, so the idea, and I think that you know, you just want people to leave fulfilling lives. So yep. and part of that often involves work, right? So so Absolutely. yeah, I'm not going to sit here and defend you know the PIP assessments, but but if someone says, is, would there be a way of helping more disabled people to get into work, which I believe is the case now, um, yeah, then I'll be open to that. So I feel like I'm giving politicians answers now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, please go to the website, uh, mirror.co.uk forward slash eyes, that's A-Y-E-S. You can subscribe, leave a comment, try and keep it nice. Uh, and you can follow they me they won't be nice by the way uh, <laughs> yeah, I get, be surprised. I, I get yeah. some of the worst below the line comments of anybody you fool you read below the line Don't yeah I it. did yeah, I should never have done it yeah. Jason said he's going to stop doing that yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and uh, yeah you can follow me on Twitter as at JBT Mirror Kevin's on Twitter as Kevin underscore Maguire and Jeff's at your Twitter handle Twitter is Jeff with a G Norco N-O-R-C-O-T-T Brilliant. And your first gate is Wimbledon, do you say? Yeah, that one sold out. Sold. Um, but then I think the next one, Leicester, Lancaster, up north, you know, Hull, Brexit Heartlands. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's playing at home crowd. I know, yeah. It's going to be waiting. But I don't know. When you're playing somewhere like Hull, one, they might think oh, you voted leave, but they also think he's still a southerner. You are. You are. You're, you're southern. Yeah, I'll always be there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, there, there's, uh, there's currently 15 dates. There's going to be a, an autumn extension of the tour as well. We might get up into the northeast. If, uh, I'm if, sure you'd be very welcome. If anybody <laughs> wants to come, uh, and maybe down to the southwest uh, and stuff. And uh, yeah, if you go to my Twitter, there is, uh, there's always, I'm, 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 I'm bored for people's senses tweeting about it, but suffice to say, tour details will come around pretty soon. Brilliant. Thanks, Jeff. That was great. Cool. Nice to meet you. Cheers.